Well, we're back with another edition of Conversations and Connections. Of course, we're the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. I'm Stuart Burson, the Prevention Coordinator for the agency. And today, back with us, we have Kim Riddle, our SANE nurse. And um, we're going to kind of talk a little bit about trainings that uh, the agency has to offer. Kim, I appreciate uh, you coming back. Great. Thanks for having me, Stuart. Yeah. Um, well, let's start out. Um, in March, we hosted the Safer East Texas training. And um, how did that go? And let's just kind of talk a little bit about what that entailed. Because it was, it, was it was a big undertaking. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, so the Safer East Texas training... Um, we had about 160 attendees um, from various agencies, including prosecutors, law enforcement, advocacy, medical, um, just a, a big range uh-huh. of attendees. And um, it took us a few months to put this together, um, especially, you know, trying to follow uh, CDC guidelines. Sure. It was uh, a place that was big enough for distancing and so we were very fortunate to be able to have that at Angelina College in the theater, which was great. Um, and we we had speakers that speak nationally. That uh, two of them we flew in um, experts in their fields that we were able to bring here to provide this training for our local um, MDT partners. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to travel and didn't have all those expenses, so uh, it was definitely cost efficient for them, um, and it was low cost. So um, it was a great, great training. Yeah. So what did we cover? What uh, I mean, I was there, so I know. But for, uh, for for folks, of course, who wasn't there, can you let's just briefly touch on? Because um, you said we had law enforcement folks there, uh, prosecutors. Uh, uh, other folks from, from similar agencies, what exactly did we cover in this training? Okay, well, <clears throat> we had five speakers, um, and we went over, um, each of them were specialized in their field, covering different types of crimes, um, which are um, the areas that our agencies typically cover those victims. So we had Taylor Hurth. She is a sexual assault survivor, um, and she kind of went over what happened to her, you know, how her case was handled. and Her um, experience. Her and, experience, right. yes. And also her experience going through the judicial system. Sure, right, exactly. Which, which yes. was difficult for her, and, um, and it can be for, for victims. So um, – she was able to kind of give a comparison how a neighboring county, uh, you know, had a good investigation, you know, as opposed to hers. So she she was very interesting to listen to. We also had uh, Sergeant Gary Marquis from the Attorney General's office. And um, he, uh, along with others, they handled the child pornography investigations in the state of Texas. So... Uh, he talked about one of the investigations that he had done and um, how he got the leads and um, and the outcome of that investigation. And they were able um, to make an arrest, which, you know, helped that child. Mm-hmm. So um, we did also have Rebecca Charleston, 
she uh, speaks all over the place. She is a human trafficking, uh, sex trafficking survivor. And her story to me was just fascinating. It was just so interesting yes. to see this woman mm-hmm. up there talking about, lack for a better word, I'm going to say it, the hell that she went through for years. Yes. And uh, being able now to talk about that. I mean, her story... Again, I, I just I just thought it was very interesting. It is very interesting. I've seen Rebecca several times at the conference in Dallas, and um, so we were really happy to bring her here. Um, she has not only overcome a lot of obstacles in her life, but she is out helping others overcome those same obstacles. Mm-hmm. So listening to her speak, it opens up... Um, our knowledge about how these things can happen. Um, she was a child from just a regular family. Exactly. And so it wasn't that somebody kidnapped her off the street. So um, just understanding trafficking can have a lot of different uh, ways that it mm-hmm. presents itself. So um, I think that was really good for, for all of us sure. to hear. And um, then we had Jessica Eskew. Um, she works with the district attorney's office in Brazos County, and she talked about, you know, domestic violence, um, which unfortunately is very common, and um, many times victims in domestic violence do not follow through um, as far as filing charges. You know, they change their mind mm-hmm. or they back out, and so in that area, they have overcome that, and um, so she talked about how you could move forward with those cases, and um, even if your victim, you know, isn't there. And uh, we also talked about uh, strangulation and, you know, how, what you need to look for, what law enforcement needs to look for. And what's important, I think she said, the first 20 minutes on the scene and how that can make that case. Right. So um, it was really good to listen to her. Um, I think we all got, you know, some pointers there as well, mm-hmm. um, especially for us who work with those victims. Sure. Um, and then we had Jim Holler, who topped us off at the end of the day. And I have to say, Jim's presentation, my eyes teared up. I had to, like, look away from listening to him. He um, he went over vicarious trauma. And we know that um, all of us who work in these different fields, you know, we hear terrible things that are happening to people every day. And so, uh, you know, you have to take a lot in. And uh, he talked about all the different things that had occurred to him. You know, he felt suicidal at different points and was able to reach out, which is great. Um, but I, I spoke with some officers after, and uh, they felt like his presentation uh, really hit home with them, and um, it really affected them as well. Sure. So, um, so it's just good for us to remember we got to have a reach-out buddy. Um, we can't always talk to our families, right? We have confidential things that we hear all day long. Right. And um, for us to remember that we have to, we have to take care of ourselves. Right. And I think the last time you and I spoke here on the podcast, I think I may have even asked you, yeah. how do you personally deal with all of the... <sighs> All, all of the craziness that you are exposed to, you know, I mean, how do you decompress? And, um, everybody and people, has their way, right? People have to understand that law yeah. enforcement and investigators are people just like the rest of us. And 
dealing with all of that on a day-to-day basis can be tough. It can, yes. And, and anyone um, who works in these type of fields, you know, you, mm-hmm. you have to understand what your limits are when you may need to step back. You sure. need to be able to reach out to someone. So, um, you know, there is help available. Right. Um, I think Jim talked about a case where uh, the baby did not survive, and that really affected him um, for years. Yeah. So, um, you know, those things happen, and we, we just have to know how how do we help ourselves? How do we deal? Right. And his was hopping in the tractor. That's what he yeah. felt helped <laughs> right. him with. Yeah, he liked like his that. tractor. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I understand that. You know, I think being outside and <laughs> right. yeah, all that stuff is great. Awesome. So this was a very big event. I thought it was executed very well. I thought it was I thought it was very successful. And I don't know if you can speak on this yet or not, but do you think this is something that we're going to be doing? Are we, are we going to try to do this now on an annual basis or... Well, Family Crisis Center, I will say we we are leaders in reaching out and talking to others. And you, Stuart, like your primary prevention, mm-hmm. like we believe in educating our partners. We believe in educating the community, really anybody who is going to listen. Um, we started, um, I don't know, it's been a few years ago. We brought a human trafficking uh, conference here to Angelina College and then... 2019, we had a coordinated crimes conference that we had at Angelina mm-hmm. College. So really, this is kind of our third um, big event. Um, and yeah, absolutely. If we can pull <laughs> it all together again, we had an amazing uh, uh, we board had some, that brought right. it together with Heather Cardi and Melissa Wheeler, Kelly Carver. Um, we had Whitney Buren mm-hmm. and um, Glenna, Glenna Glen- Harkness, right. absolutely. Doug Kahn with Angelina College. So we had, we had an amazing team. Right, and we had some good sponsors. We had we yes. were able to secure some sponsors, kind of help uh, with the cost of, of uh, putting this together. Also, yes, we did, um, and we have partnered with Angelina College in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, their uh, police department um, chief, Doug Kahn. And um, he was also able on this conference, as well as the last two, um, provide those TCO hours that uh, law enforcement are looking for. So that <laughs> right. was wonderful. That was yeah, that that was good uh, to to attract some law enforcement. Uh, yes. Uh, to the event. Yes. Okay. Well, I'm going to throw you kind of a problem. This may be a a, a softball uh, question here, but how important is something like the set training uh, that we've just been talking about? To our partners, you know, we all we've we've talked in the past about how we do partner with other agencies, um, in our day to day work, pretty much. Uh, but how important is something like the training uh, that we just did, or any any training that we do to our uh, for our partners? I think it's crucial. Um, sending. Sending your, uh, say, your officers or your employees or or whatever to Mm -hmm. a training, Um, say, like the big trainings that they have in Dallas, um, it's expensive. And everybody has a limited training budget. You know, we're all on a budget. And so to be able to provide that here, and really, I mean, the cost basically covered lunch. So really, we had the sponsors um, Mm -hmm. 
you know, Coca-Cola and Texas Mutual and um, AC, Angelina College and Family Crisis Center. So we were able to do that really at such a minimal fee. So it is important. We offer that to um, <clears throat> so that our teams here have more knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- and they can get that without spending a lot, you know. Sure. So um, really, I feel like our victims, victims deserve our very best. And how do we give our very best? We have to ourselves know that we have to continually increase our knowledge and increase our training so that we we are our best. We can provide the best care for them. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we owe it to them. Yeah. Very well. Um, well, let's talk about some of the trainings that the Family Crisis Center can offer. Um, I don't know how many people really know that we can come to them, come to their agency, come to their classroom, come to their business, and and do all of these trainings. Let's just talk a little bit about what we can offer. We will talk to anybody who will listen. <laughs> Basically, right? Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what can we talk? What 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 can we talk to them about? Well, um, like you, you talk about prevention. Well, right? I right. I'm I'm prevention coordinator. So mm-hmm. we, you know, in the past, we really probably focused a lot on college campuses talking about sexual assault prevention. Mm-hmm. And now that um, we're, we're trying to open that up to not only college campuses, but middle schools and high schools and businesses. And of course, um, um, we were kind of starting to get into that. Uh, February was Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month. So we were able to go to some schools mm-hmm. and, um, and at least have some tabling events with some information for students. Um COVID right now is kind of still keeping us away from some campuses, but at the same time with the numbers going down and, and, um, uh, the, um, oh my gosh, the shot, the, uh, vaccines. Oh my God. Why could I not even think of that (laughs) word? But, you know, vaccines starting to be more, uh, readily available. Uh, I am hoping that will change soon. Of course, um, we can focus not just on high schools, but, you know, again, kind of like what you said, anybody who wants to listen. Anybody. Yes. Right. We, we have been to um, some of our school districts. So we've mm-hmm. talked to um, kids. We've talked to administrators. Um, we've talked to everybody, actually, the administrative team all over Angelina County. And, um, and we talked to them about teen dating violence mm-hmm. and sexual assault and sexually transmitted infections and... Um, you know how how our kids can remain safe and and the dangers um, that are lurking for them on the internet. You know and how important it is to monitor what they're on, because um, there's a lot of things happening in the games and the things that they're doing that that parents are just not aware of. Um, you know child pornography and how accessible it is, and um, you know how this um, is hurting our children. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we will come anywhere. We will talk to schools. We'll talk to youth groups. We will come to your businesses, your civic organizations. Um, we love talking with law enforcement or, you know, with with really anyone. Uh, I did uh, Zoom training with uh, 
with Harold's house, Madeline Poole, with uh, CHIER um, last week. And so uh, we partner with them. So um, really just anybody. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important when sometimes I think I get so caught up in whenever I talk about the trainings. Of course, you know, I'm talking middle schools and high schools. But again, any you know, if it's a business, if it is a civic organization, if it's, um, oh, goodness, uh any type of group that wants to list, because I think anyone can benefit from what I have to say or from what you have to say. Absolutely. And we're definitely you know. willing, you know, to um, kind of tweak those presentations to our <laughs> audience. Well, and that's what I'm always, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what I always tell people, you know, I can make it as G or as PG-13 as you would like. So yes. when we talk about sexual assault prevention, don't worry about the age of the audience or the type of audience, because we can tweak that. And we know that when kids leave home, you know, we want to keep our kids in a bubble, but they go, they go to college and um, then they're on their own. And and there are dangers out there. We have to educate our kids how to be safe. Mm -hmm. You know, what, what kind of things might help them to be safer. And so I think it's important that we talk to kids and um, understanding what consent means and, um, you know, what to do if something does happen to you and that there are agencies out there to help and, and that we're, we're here for them. So I sure. think it's just, it's, um, one of those things that we constantly have to do, right? It, right. Just, it never, it's a never ending. Exactly. Yeah. But we love it. We do. Well, where would you like to eventually see our trainings go? I mean, I think it's important never to limit ourselves. Like I was saying, you know, uh, it, it's more than just the schools, and it's more than just youth. Um, but I always kind of think there's always that potential to always have our our trainings and our presentations grow and our audience yes. to grow and expand. Absolutely. Not to limit ourselves and don't right. put us in a box. Absolutely. Because we are constantly learning ourselves mm-hmm. and we want to share that information with others and that is why we try to stay current in our practice so that we can um, spread that information sure and so yes I would like for us to continue to grow and um, look into other areas you know where we can help and um, and maybe some of these trainings I would love for them to be annual so that mm-hmm. you know we're not always um, just you know Johnny on the spot but that we have these scheduled. Um, you know, on an annual basis to come in exactly. and, and and make those presentations. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, Kim, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank uh, you. Uh, for coming uh, by. And again, if you would like to have some more information about the trainings that we offer, um, I'm just going to give you our 800 number because our, uh, our 1-800 number is answered 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That number is 1-800-828-7233. And of course, that's our hotline as well. So if you think you need any of our services that we can provide, uh, you can call that number. And again, that number is 1-800-828-7233. And if you have any questions about what we've discussed, you can email us at conversationsandconnections at fccet.com. And remember, as always, be the voice, if not for you, for someone else.